Welcome to the Protein Bros Podcast. On today's podcast, we have a very special guest, Carrie Rieger, who is a legend as far as CrossFit goes here in the Kansas City area. She's been to the CrossFit Games three times. She's competed locally for a, a very long time, and she's been a high-level athlete um, you know, for the last probably 15 years. Um, in the podcast, we talk everything from nutrition, training styles, her, her experiences in going to the CrossFit Games, her favorite movements. We basically talk about everything that, that goes into making a high-level athlete. It was a great conversation. I appreciate you guys tuning in. If you like the episode, please go on, share it with a friend, share it on your social media. I appreciate you guys listening, and here's the episode. When we're talking, I think the, the exact HOA was at the community center that was not Jordan Valley, whatever, that was like near a Chipotle. It was the one that everything was on the main floor. Mm-hmm. Everything was conjoined in like one space. The vendor village was like all the way behind stuff. And it was the first time that Lululemon like came and like set up a like pop up there. If I remember correctly. Do you remember that at all? I Cause Sal bought pants from Lululemon for the first time and he had oh, never heard hilarious. of it. And Sal bought some for Raquel and he's like, these are the best sweatpants I've ever owned. And I was like, I know I still have mine I, from that day. I only remember that the first form table was at the entrance to the bleachers where you would watch. Mm-hmm. And Isn't it was that um, the first year, like you weren't in the vendor village where so, you weren't you off. So there's two things that. here. It was that at Springfield CrossFit. No, 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 it was no. at the ice rink. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there was yeah. two. So there was two that were down there, right? The ice mm-hmm. rink had a vendor village that was on a separate floor. Yes. Separate floor. Their practice rink, right? Yeah, and it was like downstairs to the left, and like it was just like, and it was the first time that Fit Aid had ever been at a at a CrossFit event, mm-hmm. and Fit Aid was cooking bacon and just <laughs> handing out bacon. <laughs> so CrossFit Marketing. back then, right? Yeah. Mar- <laughs> This is about as CrossFit as CrossFit gets. 2010, 2011. Progenics was there. Progenics it, was like the era of Progenics. Yes. They were yeah. like a title Before sponsor. Before they got busted, busted <laughs> for chintzing us. How did they get busted, guys? Talk about it. I don't know how they got busted, but I remember reading the article and being super disappointed in them. That So for everybody listening, Progenics was this brand that um, infiltrate, infiltrated a lot of area CrossFit gyms and promised all of the coaches that they would give them 10% of every single it was per- just a different form of like multi-level marketing at gotcha. the time. more or less gotcha. yeah i mean honestly yeah. like it's what a lot of it's it was like the first ever affiliate marketing i mean most yeah. brands are doing that now correct mm-hmm. um and so they were just giving them you know 10 percent for every bag of protein they sold and this was our first time ever like having a competitor that wasn't a brick and mortar store because like at the time you know online sales was still a thing but it wasn't nearly the impact that it has it now. now yeah and so it was weird for me to have like a friend in the community that sent us all of their, you know, all of their uh, members, if you will. And then all of a sudden they stopped sending. And we're like, what's going on? I'm like, well, this random brand that you've never heard of is starting to give us 10% of every sale for every person I send to my link on the website. So sorry about you. And I remember being like, oh, yeah. we have to find a way to combat this mm-hmm. of some sort. And it was with this progenics and it was like a $70 way isolate. And at the time, we were, our way isolate was $40. And so it was really crazy. I didn't realize the price difference was that. You got something for me, Patch? Okay. Yeah, um, it's just crossbow microfiltrated way isolate. Uh, I remember, like, it was only vanilla, right? Or did they have different You're flavors? You're going to laugh, but 
When I started First Form, I had never taken a protein supplement before. I had tried a few, and they were so nasty that I couldn't take it. But when I tried the one at HOA... Was it Fruit Loop? It was... which fruit one? loop. It was fruit loop, wasn't <laughs> it? Yeah. Would you believe that's still what's in my cap? I believe it. Yeah, I mean, like, I still think fruit loop's one of the best. It's I tell so people smooth this. Smooth and tasty, yeah. Protein these days, people are so spoiled by like the different flavor varieties that are mm-hmm. out there. And these flavor profiles are so good. But I mean, I mean, we were drinking, you know, watermelon and fruit punch and all these different fun mm-hmm. fruit flavors. But I remember where I was standing when I tried Fruit Loop for the first I time. Because you had never had anything like it. Correct. Where were you standing? There was no chunks in it. Yeah. To creep you out and want, make you want to gag. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, I was if, at HOA. That's you I mean, gave yeah. it to me at HOA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Heart of America, <laughs> HOA. And I haven't looked back. So, yeah. so when you when you first tried that though, you were already in great shape. You were already like super fit. Were you tracking macros back then, or were you just following like a meal plan? Because you were obviously hitting your correct amounts of protein. I was just trying time. to ask, how long have you been jacked? No, you've been, been jacked since I was, day one. I, that's not exactly the question I was asking. I was more asking, you were jacked. Was she tra- well, yeah, she was jacked. But I'm saying, were you tracking your food prior to that? Because for me, if I try and hit 200 grams of protein in a day, which is basically the bare minimum I'm trying to hit, if I try and do that through whole food, it's like an impossibility without a protein supplement. But you were doing that whole food, which is pretty impressive. Obviously, you're probably eating a lot less, not a lot less, but, you know, significantly less protein than that. And so I was wondering if you were like tracking your food back then or if you were following a meal plan. That's kind of CrossFit, early CrossFit, because guys, you know, if you're listening to this, this is probably 2012 or 2013. Uh, Earlier than that, I think it was more like 10. Yeah. So, you know, CrossFit went through a lot of weird phases where it was like there was a keto phase and there's paleo phase. And then Mm -hmm. I think the paleo phase probably lasted the longest Longest. and it's still probably, you know, in CrossFit in a lot of different ways. But were you you following any specific diet back then or how were you getting in all your protein? Don't forget Whole30, by the way. Gosh, I could talk about nutrition for a long period of time. Luckily, well, this is a long format well, let's podcast, hear it. Carrie. Let's hear it. I have an interesting viewpoint on that. Well, that's why um, we have you on. This is beautiful. Tell us all about it. Okay, so keep in mind, I'm 47. Um, going on. sleep female. Going on 29. Yeah, right. But not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I strongly believe that women especially, well, that's my vantage point, right? Like I'm a female. I don't believe in fad diets and I don't believe that there's a one size fit all fits all. I really believe that there is something that works for you. Um, and you have to figure out what that is. Um, I don't believe in tracking macros. I believe in learning, um, what I need based on how I'm feeling. Um, truly intuitive eating, if you will, truly intuitive. And I think that your female cycle is attached to that and it changes from day to day, week to week. I think that's very important to understand. I remember before I found CrossFit, was it the Atkins diet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Popular. The first ever ever low carb diet. Right. There was South Beach and Atkins and Atkins really took off. Okay. So I did that and I lost a ton of weight. Um, I was a runner back then and I felt a lot of pressure when I was a runner to be as small as possible. Yeah. But my natural physique isn't small, right? Like I'm just a naturally muscly person. Um, I remember I lost a ton of weight and I felt awful. I may have looked good, mm-hmm. but I felt awful. I felt buzzy in the head. Um, and I really learned out of that experience not to ever jump on a bandwagon ever again. Um, and really try to learn from myself what good eating looked like. I was fortunate enough when um, I've been a member at CrossFit Lee Summit 
um, since I started CrossFit. But the coach there, um, the original owner, um, spent a lot of time talking with us about what good clean eating looked like. Um, and he talked a lot about paleo, but he wasn't on that end of don't taking carbohydrates. He was really about fueling your body. For sure. So I got really lucky that I learned from one of the best, like what my plate needs to look like. Um, learned to stay on the outskirts of the grocery store. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a great tool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've never been one to track macros. I do think that if you don't intuitively know what your body needs or you're new to the nutrition game, I think that tracking macros for a period of time is good, but I don't think it's good long-term to let that rule your life. Be obsessed with it. Yeah. I've learned because I've done a lot of different diet styles that, um, you know, people are like, oh, you should just track your macros, you know, macros will, you know, then you can have whatever you want. It kind of gets rid of like any kind of, you know, food issues that you might have, but I'm, I'm having tracked macros in the past myself. It's just as easy to get obsessive about macros as it is mm-hmm. to get about anything. Yeah, creating a whole new ball. Yeah, And then you're not thinking about what yeah. you're feeling like. I also don't really believe in weighing myself. It's unhealthy personally for me to weigh myself. Yeah. It stresses you out. It really does. Yeah. I, have had a few bouts with an exercise anorexia, mm-hmm. um, especially when I was younger. So I'm really sensitive to getting rid of things that put things in my head that shouldn't be there. For sure. The When you say um, you intuitively eat to feel better, are you talking about like performance? Or are you talking about like, for me, gut makes a big difference. So like how I'm feeling as far as like digesting foods mm-hmm. makes a big difference. What what angle are you, are you talking about from uh, when you say you know, eating to, to feel better? I think that what I do in the gym affects how I feel, but when I'm assessing how I'm feeling, it's not when I'm working out. Mm-hmm. It's when I wake up in the morning, how do I feel? Am I sleeping hard at night? If I'm not sleeping hard at night, that's my first sign that I have done something wrong. For sure. Right. Um, you can tell when you wake up, if you went into deep sleep or, you know, if you've woken up in the middle of the night or like tossing and turning for me, that's a really big sign that I haven't taken in usually <laughs> um, unfortunately it's that I haven't taken in enough healthy fat mm-hmm. and that's what really keeps you up or that from will, having deep sleep that will keep me from um, deep sleep and well um, a lot of women as they age especially will wake up at that 3 a.m mark which is normal but mm-hmm. the question is how quickly can I go back to sleep mm-hmm. and if I'm unable to go back to sleep within let's say 10 minutes then I know that I have not taken in what I should have the previous day or days. I wonder if that's because your body uses, your body uses fat that you consume to basically make hormones, you know, mm-hmm. um, while you're sleeping. I wonder if that's just, uh, the reason that you're not feeling so well is because your body doesn't have the ingredients it needs to create those hormones while mm-hmm. you're in REM cycle. I would, I, I haven't studied it to that extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would guess that you're probably right. But you're pretty, you're pretty dialed in to know that it's that. For me, if I don't have carbohydrates before I go to sleep, if I eat some carbs before I go to sleep, I have a protein shake and oatmeal before I go to sleep like every night and it makes me sleep like a baby. If I don't have oatmeal, it it screws with my sleep. It's weird. It's good that you already know that. I mean, Mm -hmm. everybody's different what they need to eat before they go to bed. And some people can't eat before they go to sleep. I happen to be like you. I need to eat kind of a second dinner is what I call it. Yep. Within 30 minutes of going to bed, or I cannot make it through the night. That's the same thing. Yeah. I'll be like... The it. amount of people that are shocked by hearing you say that, like, with, as you sit here ripped to the gills, you're like, yeah, I have a, I have to have a second dinner before I go to bed. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, how do you stay so in shape? And so um, people don't recognize just how the un- the unbelievable amount of work you put in the gym on a daily basis, I'm sure, 
Well, yeah, it's, it, I think all that goes together. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously being somebody who's gone to the games, you know, three times, who has exercise is such a big portion of their life. When you are exercising that much and you are, you're competing at such a high level, you have to pay attention to your diet. <laughs> it's, you do. It, it yeah. forces you into being more in tune with what's going on because, you know, if you're training that much and your recovery is not where it should be, and obviously sleep is such a big part of recovery, then you're screwed the next day. <laughs> you're in a yes. hole. Yes, and you're at an injury risk, oh, right? Yeah. Like if you're, I am really good at compartmentalizing, right? So when I show up at the gym, I've got a job to get done. Um, so sometimes I won't notice if things aren't quite right because I know what I need to get done. I know what numbers I need to hit, what times I want to hit, that kind of thing. Um, so I need to know before I walk in the door that I've done the right things to be prepared. And if I'm not prepared nutritionally or hydration or sleep wise, my risk of injury is, is higher. And by injury, I don't mean I tore something. I mean, um, I have maybe tweaked a muscle in a way that then I have to lay off of it for like three or four days, stuff like that. Cramps. Oh, cramps are the worst, right? (laughs) Like if you aren't prepared in the heat because our gym isn't air conditioned and then you have an issue, that'll take me a week to recover from, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got to really be prepared there. Um, Tell us through, you know, so you mentioned, you know, you have a really, you know, I would say like unorthodox maybe opinion on nutrition, but what have you found to work for you most recently? So like, what is a a day in the life of you look like typically when it comes to uh, what you put in your body? Okay. Um, so you're just saying from when I wake up kind of what my nutrition looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I only have one cup of coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, try to keep that low so that I don't become dehydrated and then I'll drink, um, like a shaker full of water is required in my mind before I can work out, mm-hmm. right? Because I've had that coffee and you kind of wake up dehydrated. Um, then I'll do protein, usually do like four or five pieces of sausage. Chicken sausage is my favorite right now. It's mm-hmm. some maple syrup on it. And then um, I may grab a carb or two, um, depending on how I'm feeling, and then always a banana. And when you mention a carb, so some people would mention like a banana as a carb too, just because of the sugar from a fruit. Mm-hmm. What what carbs are your go-tos when you're grabbing some? Ooh, I really like oatmeal. Oatmeal is one of my favorites because I feel like it sticks with me. Um, Satiates, if you will. It does. I'm yeah. really high on the dino oatmeal. So if you guys are listening <laughs> and you need some them? oatmeal, yeah, they got the eggs in them, the brown sugar eggs. Let's go. That's like... The best thing about having kids is stealing their oatmeal. <laughs> little, little, little I treats. am notorious <laughs> for stealing my kids' food. Their yeah. candy cereal. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a cheat. Yeah. Those are my favorite cheats. Fruity yeah. Pebbles or. <laughs> yeah, I told my so kids, bad. I'm like, you guys got to keep the cereal out of the house because Dad will. He, he, I cannot I pound it. Yes, yeah, from that. And I then will, I'm like, oh. I know, I know, and, I, and that, back to what I was saying, like carbs before, like. I go to bed, helps me sleep. I always justify it in my mind. Like, Oh man, this is going to, I'm, I'm going to sleep so good though. You know, uh-huh. have a big bowl of cereal. I'm going to sleep great tonight. Mm-hmm. So you guys ever seen the new three wishes cereal? Mm-hmm. They, sell three it, wishes? they sell it at Costco nowadays, which is cool. Um, it's just a really high protein cereal. It's kind of like an even macro kind of profile. Mm. Um, I think it's like 10, 11 grams of protein, 10, 11 carbs, something yeah. like that. Um, they have like a, they only have one flavor that's at this, but I tried and it was awesome. So I bought another box, but it's like a cinnamon one. Have you ever had cinnamon live dog? That's the one. Cinnamon life? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh no! But all come these cereals on. I'm learning about. What are you guys life shopping? cereals, <laughs> like <laughs> we, we, you grew up on life. Oh, life. life. Yeah, but life. The, yeah. yeah, no. There's always like little so kids good. in it, you know. Um, not healthy, not great. No, <laughs> empty, empty, empty calories. Yeah, yeah. Empty calories, right? Mm. But. So when you made this transition, this is important. <laughs> so 
Like, Carrie, what's so important for most people, like most Americans in general, they're just not going to value, um, you know, putting really good things in their body consistently like mm-hmm. you do. And was that something that you did on your own, regardless of performance from performance of CrossFit? Were you actually that meticulous prior to the sport or did the sport drive you to be that meticulous? Um, the sport drove me to be that meticulous. So before I was CrossFitting, I was a marathon runner, endurance racer. I did adventure races and triathlons and I didn't know what I didn't know. So I followed this like low calorie, low fat diet and my body just craved sugar because I was at a caloric deficit and I probably didn't feel so great. Right. Mm -hmm. Back then. All the nineties through like 2003 or four was that era of everything fat free or 98% fat free. And that was me all fat free, fat free, all salads. I mean, just not an emphasis on eating protein. And I would say that would be the biggest shift is that I don't, I don't, value food that comes out of a wrapper anymore and i'm not hesitant to eat a lot of um protein mm-hmm. um the only protein i typically take out of a wrapper um would be if i'm in a pinch oh, oh i'm sorry a protein shake because i think that's important to take in right after you finish conditioning or whatever mm-hmm. um it's just something really quick that hits your muscles so yep. i think that quick that's recovery important. if you will yeah but i always try to eat within like an hour of finishing a session as well, sure. but try to make it real food. Like I really like to eat chicken, ground beef, steak. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the sausage, eggs, Those fish. chicken sausages, they're getting inventive, aren't they? Oh, they're got some, so good. There's all kinds of good ones nowadays. I'm addicted to Costco's. They have a chicken sausage there that... Which one? I've had a few of them there. I'm going to butcher what it... The it's like Asiago Amlu cheese and pear. Amlu, A-M... I don't know. A-M, uh, I've never had a chicken sausage ever, but you're intriguing me. Oh, I haven't had the (laughs) breakfast sausage one. I've had like the, there's like a mozzarella, you know, like there's always like ones with like three different ingredients in the chicken sausage. You know what I'm talking about? I've had that. Yeah. This one's the breakfast sausage, like the tiny little. That sounds perfect. Yeah. It's a little maple syrup on top. Oh, dang. I'm in on that. My fiance likes to make me breakfast burritos and I will make sure that those (laughs) slipped in there. Absolutely. So how'd you transfer from uh, running into CrossFit? What got you into CrossFit? (laughs) This is funny. So my husband, he probably regrets this moment. He, we are at ESPN junkies. Like we love sports, just anything that's on there, curling, basketball. I mean, anything. Oh yeah. So they were streaming the CrossFit games that year on ESPN and he saw it and he said, Carrie, you should try this. (laughs) He may, he, he may say he regrets that moment, but I saw it and immediately googled crossfit near me and found crossfit lee summit i was addicted when i walked in the door and everybody beat me i was like i thought i was fit i thought i was in shape and these people were phenomenal yeah the men and the women all different shapes sizes ages and i think i was hooked yeah, it's, right, it's crazy right how so, it does it for so many people too, yeah. right? Well, to it's humbling. Day. It's like so uh, you're I just like, feeling. wow. I there's I never realized how bad I was at like so many different things. <laughs> yes. You know, I couldn't even air squat, you guys. I had been running my whole life, and my mobility was so shot, I couldn't air squat to a reasonable depth. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It, it's been a long, long journey. So now, so not being able to air squat to being a three times games athlete, right? Mm-hmm. Um, talk us through, you know, how the games have changed over the years. And when did you think it was going to be a real possibility for you? You know <laughs> what I mean? Because you did it for years and years before you made the yeah, games, correct? Yeah, before I had any idea that, I mean, I kind of knew that it 
CrossFit worked for what I was good at for my athleticism, right? Um, let me think back. Have so, you always had an engine? Because if you came from yes, marathon running, you yes. obviously had to have like really good cardiovascular conditioning for a long time. Mm-hmm. So even though you couldn't air squat, you had the base there to be able to yes. eventually. Yeah, 100 burpees, you're just the, pumping those out. Yeah, that that yeah. would be my jam, right? Like right. body weight, anything. Yeah. Um, and I was always a little bit stronger, right? I have scoliosis. Um, it was diagnosed when I was about 16. I was having a lot of um, neck pain, back pain, hip pain. And um, the very first chiropractor I went to said, you should strength train. But I was like muscly, right? So, or naturally, like I put on muscle really easy. So I never did my lower body, but I always lifted upper body. So I did have a little bit of a strength base from that perspective when I walked in the door. And then I had the engine from running. Um, So those things really carried through in those early, um, early CrossFit what I was so bad at, I mean, gymnastics. I couldn't do a strict pull-up for over a year. Not one strict now pull-up. Now you're wicked good so at, bad. Uh, at muscle-ups. <laughs> yeah. Right? I just did some gymnastics testing this week, and I was thinking about that, that it took. Actually, I wouldn't have expected you to say you were bad at gymnastics at the beginning. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I could tell you stories, and you would just laugh. So when I was 40, I went and did my very first big um, individual competition. I just had a baby. Um, my little baby was like nine months old and I hit it up to the granite games. And I remember telling people, I was like, well, thank goodness I'm 40. They're not going to make me walk on my hands. You guys, first, the very first event, (laughs) it was like three minutes. And I was one of two girls in the entire, um, 35 and wait, was it 35? The 40 to 44 and the 45 to 49 age group that couldn't do it. Wow. And it, then it took me like an, a nine months to teach myself, right? Because back then we didn't have the gymnastics coaching knowledge that we have. So right. back then it took people forever to learn how to do some of these skills when they had zero background. Right. So you it's were just crazy. struggling working in it on your own. It's oh, very crazy right. to think but about that. Like that's my jam now. You yeah. put me on my hands and I'm like at home yeah. walking wow. on my hands, handstand pushups, deficit strict. I mean, it's my favorite. Now that now, you know, it's, it, it, it CrossFit has, it, it progresses in a way that is pretty crazy because now it's like handstand walking is like in the open, you know, wasn't there a handstand walking in the open this last year? There has or been maybe handstand it was in walking quarterfinals, in the open. Yeah. but you know, now they put, they program it into the open and it's like, you know, if you rewind back to, you know, what was that 2016 or 17 that, that you were doing that? And mm-hmm. it was like, nobody, you know, or very few people could walk on their hands the way that they can now. Now yeah. you have a huge amount of people that can, they can do it, which is mm-hmm. crazy. It's just, you know, shows you that exposure over time, you know, people get a lot fitter and, you know, get a lot better at things. And the coaching is much better. So much, yeah. I remember looking for a gymnastics coach that knew CrossFit that could help me. Um, this was probably about 2016 couldn't find anyone there's yeah. like nobody out there that did that it just it never there was no that, that, that crossover just coach that, that i now. could pay yeah. to coach me because i knew it was my biggest gap that's what kept me out of out of the games so many years i missed making it to the games by a handful of places year after year after year after year and a lot of it was the gymnastics that I just really what made you not reach out to like a, a former gymnast who became a games athlete you know what i mean who's maybe not competing in the same like we just knew Alex Lachance, for example, who was at the HOA that you and I met. Mm-hmm. And Alex Lachance was a was an um, Arkansas gymnast and then turned CrossFitter. And now she's dating or married to Dan, Dan Bailey. Bailey. Yeah. 
No, Mary. Oh, I've met her. Yeah. yeah. Alex. Yeah. yeah. Now she's yeah. Alex Bailey, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But they're they're getting there, whatever. But Alex, yeah, she was there that day. But I mean, like those those who are who I think of because she was on the same team as Brooke Wells that day. Hmm. You know, I didn't think of myself back then as somebody that unless I could find somebody who was doing it for a living, that they would want to pick me up. I just sure. didn't see myself like that. Um, I don't know if I was, you know, I just didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. And I knew I was missing the games by just a little bit. But honestly, when you look at, um, and, and back then, the difference between 25th place, which they were taking the top 20, and 5th place is huge, right? Yeah. Even now it's huge. Yeah. Like the girl in my age group that won the games this year, Kelly Friel, she's amazing. Yeah. She's slaughtered the rest of us she slaughtered the field this year you know I mean, it's just the difference between first and tenth is huge so it's wild how that works oh right? it's amazing i think that's I, and I, it's wild it, what's really wild if for anybody who's listening to this is that you're talking about the point you know oh 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 one percent of people and mm-hmm. so if you think about it it's like you know the top 90 percent make it to quarterfinals and you know i was a person who'd make it to quarterfinals and people were like oh you know like how close <laughs> are you i'm like i am so far away from that so like don't compare me yeah. to that because if you go to the games you are on a totally different level the top 10 percent is hugely you know there's a big difference in people there that that are at the top of that and the people that are at like 92 percent. you know yeah so it's crazy that even within the top 10 percent, there's such a big difference such in, a, yeah even in the top five even the top five <laughs> so you're saying it's it's wild i mean even in the you know when it, this is any sport right like mm-hmm. excuse me like the nfl there's you know countless countless you know times of players who were just absolute phenoms in college and they get to the nfl level and the game's just so fast for them that they just, you know, they, they don't look like a men amongst boys anymore. Mm-hmm. They look like the same as everybody else. And, and so it really just shows you when someone is so transcendently good, like Mahomes is right now, for example, it's mm-hmm. just like that person has something that, you know, only God can give you. Yeah. <laughs> Tia Claire to me. Yeah. Tia yeah. Claire. Yeah. Or yeah. Kelly Freel. She's going to come back and win it after having a baby probably. Well, <laughs> and I will tell you, having had Jack, my youngest, uh-huh. when I was 40, that that year after you have a baby hard hardest i mean in some ways it's hard but in some ways it's not i mean it the female body is amazing resiliency i like literally couldn't be sore i would go home from the gym and think i'm surely going to be sore tomorrow but the the hormone that's in your body after you have a baby um do you get like a spike in progesterone or like what is it Again, I am not a doctor, but yeah. I would tell you that female after female will tell you after they have a baby that they're, they're phenomenal like afterwards. It, and Tia doesn't need any help. Be, She's a, oh already my goodness. a freak. <laughs> I watched a video this morning <coughs> of her on my Instagram reel. And gosh, she's, I mean, what was she doing in it? I think she was doing um, box step-ups, like weighted box step-ups. And she looks like she never, I mean, you can't tell. That's crazy. You can't tell she has a little one under one. Yeah. She's phenomenal. She is a, she is a different level though. Yeah. She trains really hard though. That yeah. is one thing I have learned is that um you got to work really hard and be really smart about what you're doing. So no in running they call it junk uh-huh. miles, right? Yeah. Junk miles. That can tear you down, right? When you step in, in the gym to train, no matter what level you're at, like you got to be ready to fully bring it, to dial in the technique and fully be present. Yeah. So I mean that's I, I feel like CrossFit training has gotten so much better because, you know, if you think back into like the mid 2010s, there was a ton of junk. There was lots of program out there that were like just 
would beat you down, you know, and mm-hmm. there were longer program, you would spend, you know, quite a bit of time in the gym and you would feel terrible. And, um, I feel like that's kind of gotten reeled back a little bit where people are, you know, there's, you know, an endurance portion, there's a weightlifting portion, you know, and then it's also coinciding with what you're doing in the rest of the week. And there was a time in CrossFit mm-hmm. that it wasn't like that. It was just randomly. Dude, it was the wild west, man. It was the wild west. The coaching was, yeah, I mean, dude, there were so many boxes opening up at one point in Springfield, Missouri. We had 11 boxes and like, a, you know, this is not a huge town, 11 mm-hmm. boxes in one town. And CrossFit Springfield, obviously at the time, you know, number one, probably in the Midwest, as far as the it amount was. of membership. And it was massive. They had to move it four different times. But I'm, I mean, I'll never forget just, you know, it felt like during that era, it was wild how much of the businesses were popping up too. And I always just have an eye for that kind of stuff. I really enjoy that stuff. Uh, so I see like, I mean, chiropractic, chiropractic offices were just overflowing back in that era, as you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> the amount of like meal companies that popped up that uh-huh. were selling paleo meals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was just going bananas as far as the, like you couldn't. You couldn't come up with enough stuff that was for CrossFit that people wanted to buy. Wouldn't buy. Right? Like, people were going out of their minds for just anything. When Reebok picked up the Nanos, and they picked up CrossFit, right, and they created Mm -hmm. the Nano shoe, it was just like, again, bananas. And people were buying two or three, I mean... Dude, I bring. I mean, hey, I love the nanos to this day. Do you? I, I am do. not. You've never been a my fan. My foot is kind of narrow here. Oh, you see my right. shoe? Mine's right. the opposite. Or the opposite. You got yeah. nobles on. I yeah. am in love with nobles. I like yes. nobles too. They're just yeah. not. Are you paying for those nobles though? Maybe not. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> she got she got the hook. She might have had a handful of nobles. She probably got, for making it to the games. They are so generous. Are they? When you. <laughs> yeah, at the games. I mean, my first year. Talk us through 12, the swag. Talk oh, through the, the swag. swag's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. the fun part. So I and I joke with people. Um, I say, I know I'm wearing CrossFit gear all the time, but I, that's what I have, and it's they've given me great stuff, and it's free, so I'm gonna wear it. I'm not gonna go buy stuff. Yeah. yeah, the first year we got like 12 pairs of shoes. No um, way. Lifters. I mean, I try to calculate what it was worth. I mean, I mean. Two or three thousand dollars. I was about to say three thousand dollars. <laughs> at least three. I mean, just the shoes themselves and the yeah. lifters. Um, and then they have to give you because you have um, uniforms you have to wear. So my numbers on everything, but you have to have shorts. You have to have tights. You have to have a swimsuit, know, sports probably. bras, swimsuits, swim cap, long sleeve shirts, short sleeve shirts, um, sleeved. I mean, you, you have uh-huh. to have absolutely everything and, and they wanted you branded in their stuff. So they did give you everything enough for three or four days and three or four workouts a day. So very yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, like 16 outfits per games. Yeah, it's just <laughs> enough motivation to keep going. <laughs> it is pretty cool. Yeah. I won't lie. I love nobles, the yeah. sponsor. They do a really good job out of anything outside. So talk to us through some other stuff. It's not just like the apparel and the shoes. Sure. What other things were like thrown into the goodie bags and so forth? Um, some random brands that are just kind of maybe ones that are on the radar for, you know, future years. Cause at one point noble was like a nothing brand. They only had a one pair of shoes and that right. was them. That was it. One pair of shoes. And like, uh, the Jared Stevens is of the world back then. Remember him mm-hmm. from CrossFit 4 and 7? Absolutely, yeah. We love Jared Stevens, but Jared was like one of the first ever athletes. He might have been the first. He might have been. I remember when Noble became him, right? the presenting sponsor yeah. at the CrossFit Games. I think it was my first year, wasn't it? Have they been for so. three years? Mm-hmm. And look at them now. It's I crazy. Think they were the, I think most recently, I think this happened this year, I think they were the title sponsor for the NFL Combine. I believe you're right. Yeah. Instead, of the yes. Under, instead of Under Armour. Yes. For, Under Armour for the last like 12 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. It's always been Under Armour because Nike or 
Nike is always the NFL's like sponsor for just for the season. Yeah. They give Under Armour just the combine, and now it was Noble this year. The Noble NFL combine. Pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Have, you, have you, so your first year in the CrossFit Games was COVID year. Is that right? Uh, it was. Well, tell us what that was like. Yeah, oh, crazy. It was kind of sad. Yeah. Because it was there. Because <laughs> I had worked yeah, gosh, the, like a decade the, to get there. Yeah. And then COVID hit. So, yeah, um, that summer um, after I made it, uh, our choice was to either become fully vaccinated or to have a COVID test on site when we arrived. But at the risk, if it, you tested positive, you would not get to compete. Yikes. So you kind of quarantined at all times. Then, yeah. Right? And a, a couple of people took that option and weren't able to compete. So well, on a yeah. positive note though, tell us more about the cool stuff that you got. That's not noble. Damn oh, problem. that's right. Uh, <laughs> so Yeti. So when you check in, check in days, the most fun, um, cause you're not quite nervous yet. And you show up two days, two to three days. Wait, let's see. I checked in on Saturday and I didn't start competing until Tuesday. A um, couple of days to get your bearings. A couple and, of days. Yeah. yeah. So you go in, you get a photo shoot, um, in the locker, which you cool. go to the locker, yeah. you get all your gear, you try it on to make sure it fits obviously. And then they rectify any situations. And then when you're done with all of that process, you get to go down like their vendor aisle and it's just giveaway after giveaway after giveaway. Wow. This is pretty cool. Like Yeti. Um, we got sunglasses. So like how big, a, like Yeti tumbler or like Yeti cooler? Uh, oh, a tumbler. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it's branded here. Yeah. Boom. Oh Yeah. Oh, that is yes. cool. Dang. Yeah. Yes. With machined lettering. I don't. I mean, I worked really hard to earn this. Yeah. Hell yeah. So it's everywhere with me. I'm a dork. Yeah. Yeah. And you have multiple of them. I now. have three. I have black, white, and navy, and my children aren't allowed to touch them. I love that, as they well know, because teenage boys and they think they, they, they like want to, to take lose everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they leave those things places. Okay. So Yeti Tumblr. Was there like food? Any crazy food sponsors? Uh, this year, I don't, I don't think there were any food sponsors. But like Barrel Ice was there, so we got a great gift card. Um, there was a the, the ice barrel thing. The so ice barrel, like, yeah. So it's kind of like a cold plunge, but in a barrel. In the barrel, have you seen those? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then they were actually there at the games this year. So um, rather than having to like get in the portable bathtubs, we got into the barrels, which was really nice because you're immediately up to your neck immediately. Yeah, huh? yeah. How much do those things go for? Any idea? I would say four hundred dollars. Yeah, that's like a plastic tub, right? <laughs> right. It's just a. It's like a rubber made. There's got to be a card for you for yeah. like two hundred off if you're interested. <laughs> Luke, give us uh, <laughs> give us how much an ice barrel costs, please, for future reference for all of our listeners, because I've seen them and you're just like, how many different people are going to try to do the cold plunge in their own way, right? I've seen like I get I get served like seven different types of ads. There's like inflatable uh -huh. ones now. It's a gold rush currently. It's, it yeah. is a gold rush. It'll it'll come down. Uh -huh. Oh, oh 12, no! Way. Oh, it's twelve hundred dollars. Wait, that can't be right. That's hundred percent. I feel like right. I looked recently. They come. They come with a step stool. It's it's pretty consistent, Carrie. It did not <laughs> used to be that much. I promise, because I inflation numbers are up. Buying one. You want a Rubbermaid tub with a lid? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, I mean, well, that, I'm a big baby. Oh my! So it? my friend Natalie Power, she was my coach this year. If you if you if you follow me while I was at the games, you would have saw this video after the first event. I didn't know she had went live. And I do not like being cold. Anybody that knows me knows I don't like being cold. I have a t-shirt 
our little jacket down you here seem, right now. You seem to walk around sun kissed at all times. Cold. Yeah. A lot of running outside will do that. But mm-hmm. um so she went live after the first event. It was on the field and I was being a big baby. I, I am. There's lots of talk about what a baby I am when I have to do an ice bath. And so I'm like telling her, do not lie to me. Tell me exactly how long I've been in here because I am only going to be in here for a few minutes. Exactly. So she's like dying laughing. I feel like she's watching the timer on her phone, but she's actually recording me live. (laughs) People are watching me like throw this like little fit that I'm in the the (laughs) ice pond. But I will say what I did like about the ice barrels, you're immediately down in it. And I have a lot of trouble getting into an ice bath if it's not like this immediate like plunge down into the water. You can't do like the slow. It's either like dive in. You can't go like step by step. Right. Which is what I like to do. Yeah. Your toes in the water first person. I, and then it yeah. never totally happens. Then I start doing the <gasps> hyperventilation. Freaking out. I mean, to your credit, like you cannot breathe if you're getting in slow like that. You can't, but if you just write down in the ice barrel, I mean, that's crazy that it's over a thousand dollars there. I, hopefully there's another place where it's not as expensive, but that would be why you would want to get the tall one, which makes sense. So does it what, keep ice ice? With the lid, yeah. I mean, at the games, so it was pretty hot in Madison this year, surprisingly, up north like that. It was a little unseasonably hot. Um, you do have to keep adding ice to keep the temperature low enough. Or maybe it was because so many athletes were getting it in and out of them. But, yeah. Let's, uh, so was, it, was your first games in Madison, too, then, huh? Um, yeah, all three years we've yeah. been in Madison. So we'll see where we're at next year. We're supposed to find out in a couple of weeks, I think. What are you, what are you hoping for? California, back to the tennis stadium, classic. I handle heat well, so bring the heat. That's what I say. Like so many, we're fortunate enough here in Missouri to really deal with some steamy heat. Um, And I've always felt like I've handled it pretty decent for my running days. So the hotter, the better. Yeah. The hotter, the better. You're ready for For me to compete anyway. Yeah. uh, From being selfish. So what's the, you know, you've gone to the games for three years Tell us what it was like for the first time that you went to the games. Like, what were the nerves like? What was the experience <laughs> like? I mean, yeah. you know, obviously you've been competing it locally in, in competitions mm-hmm. for a long time, but that's a totally different level. You know, were you, you know, your first games, did you feel like you were ready going into it? You know, tell, tell us what that experience was like. It was physically ready, but not mentally ready. Mm-hmm. When it, I show it up. is a long week, you know, for anybody who doesn't know how many it's 10 workouts. Yeah, it's and they're the hardest workouts you've ever done. And you do things in those workouts that you could not do in the gym. Uh-huh. I mean, you're you are there to to perform for sure. You go at a level um, that you don't go at or physically. I don't think I could go out here because yeah. I'm not on that stage. Yeah. Uh, so is it hard to. So because you're, you're saying that you go to the level that you don't normally go to. Is it hard to rein that back because, you know, in CrossFit, there is a, you know, a point of diminishing return when you're redlining yourself. Um, is it hard to basically not get overly excited in a workout so you're not like basically going too hard? Or is it just you have enough adrenaline to carry you through even though you are going so hard? I think in my first year, I learned that you, you just have to go. Yeah. You know, when you're in the gym, you, you, probably monitor more closely if you're going to redline. Uh-huh. But when you're at the games, you're going to leave it all out there absolutely every time. Yeah. And I think that first year I learned that um, I got in my head a little bit and I worried too much about how I was going to react later in the workout instead of just living it. Um, so I've learned after that, what I learned out of that year was to just, just live the workout. I, yeah. And trust your training. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it was 
Ben Bergeron, maybe, that said, and this quote has stuck with me, that CrossFitters typically um, don't see how quickly they do recover. So you train so hard, um, especially that summer before the games, before you get there, that you do recover pretty quickly, even mid-workout. So if you do come out too hot, right, then you can recover a little bit in some of those longer workouts and then, you know, push the throttle again. Yeah, Yeah, it's like gears, I guess. But if you come out too slow, you're not going to make up the difference. you can't. And it's a mental game, right? When you're looking at only 10 people that you're competing against, right? You want to come out hard and fast, right? Yeah, set the tone. You do. You want to set the tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've had three years of doing this uh, as far as the games go. Mm-hmm. Just what memory f- fully pops out the most? And if you could give any advice to a first-time games competitor, what would it be there? To, to surround yourself by people who know you and who put you in a good mental state. Um, a lot of it really is mental. Um, the coaching, like it's, it's when you get, when you get to that level, um, you need those people around you to bounce your game plan off of. In some cases I've had to have people just give me game plans, right? Because I, I, um, sometimes my nerves, especially that first year, um, my coach that first year really had to help me a lot with the mental side of it. I remember having like a few little emotional breakdowns and he was like, you have this, you're fine. You have trained for this. You're going to be good. Here's what you're going to go out and do. So having those right people around you, um, is extremely important. Um, and nutrition, right. Is so important when you're there. You can, I mean, it, it can be a unlimited carbs. <laughs> Did they make it difficult for you there? Cause obviously you're like a fish out of water, right? You don't have your routine. You don't have your your stuff that you're ready. You know what I mean? I'm sure you didn't bring pounds of chicken with you. No, um, you don't. And it was a, especially the first year. I think that I had a little bit of trouble, not a little bit. I had trouble the first year because I wasn't taking in enough food. Yeah. I was nervous. I was having trouble eating. Sure. Um, so the year two and year three, um, both of my coaches were like, you have to eat and this is what you're going to eat. And I would say, no, I can't, you know, have your nerves right? calmed down One just through experience? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind yeah. of, you don't really know what's headed towards you, but you kind of have an idea now. Yeah. The, there's more knowns, Yeah, you know, it, it, especially that first year. I mean, it's such a big stage and so many people are watching. And I mean, I remember getting like 50 messages a day, wishing me luck. And I let that make me nervous instead of letting that fuel me the first year. My mental game was just awful that first year. Was, was it crazy seeing like people with your name on their back and stuff? Like the, there's Rieger <laughs> shirts out there. Yeah, it, uh, it, I tend to be, um, I always think about the single mom out there just busting her butt, working two or three jobs. And she's a hero to me. So when somebody puts my shirt on or puts a shirt on and it has my name on it, sometimes I feel guilty that I'm getting attention and this other, you know, this other person who's truly a hero, nobody's wearing her shirt around. And so it was really hard for me to work through and understand that, yes, absolutely. She's the true hero, not me, but that it's okay for people to be excited for what I'm doing and want to support me. It took me a little bit to work through and really believe in. Yeah. But I think that, you know, you should, you also can't underplay, you know, what kind of impact you have on people as far as like motivating them to want to make a change in their life or motivating them to want to go to the gym or, you know, a lot of people, they probably look at you and they're like, well, I'm not going to, maybe I never get to that level, but I can get, I can, 
I can at least go to the gym every day and I can at least put in the effort that, you know, my best effort, you know, and I think that yeah. that's huge, you know, push to their own potential today's I sure hope so. I really enjoy talking to, um, especially people who are new to the gym and you see them right away. The ones that are nervous, right. About, but they walk through the door, right. They made right? it. Somebody walks through the door that, um, you know, I tend to talk to the women more than the men just, it's sure. like, like I'm a female and, and that's, um, you just know what it's like to be new to something. Yeah. yeah. And I think CrossFit and lifting for women, it's, it's a little bit different for us when we walk in the door than it is for, um, especially like the, my generation, right? Uh-huh. A lot of us didn't grow up in a gym in high school or junior high. Yeah, if women, we women lifting sports, weights was not a common place. It was not a thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's picking up a barbell for the first time. A lot of women, when they walk through the door, um, so I really enjoy going in and introducing myself and kind of getting to know them. There's actually a, a female in my gym right now. She's gosh, maybe been at CrossFit Lee Summit for about six months. Her name is Leslie and I love watching her. She works, she goes to a class during the day. Um, she's had breast cancer. I don't know how long it's been, maybe five years. Um, so she's been through a lot and watching her fire, and her trying to, you know, her learning to snatch and just her excitement and then her, like, her determination, mm-hmm. so motivating for me. Like, yeah. she is, she is a huge, huge motivator for me right now. It's fun to watch um, people's, like, self-belief be manifested right in front of you. You know it what I mean? It's so amazing. Uh, it's yeah. big. We it's, see it, yeah. Yeah, it's like with, with somebody who's, like, new into a gym like that you know, it's important that they, they feel a part of it, you know, because if they don't feel a part of it, um, then they're going to be like, I suck at this, you know, if if you don't, if you don't have somebody pull you in close and be like, Hey, we all sucked at this and we're all still trying to get better at this. So like, don't, everyone's at different, you know, points in the journey, but like the most important thing is that you show up tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Just show up, just keep showing up. Just keep showing up. And actually the the thing that, you know, people need to hear too, is that it's like, you're never going to get to a point. Like there's things that you work on every single day that you're like, ah, I need to get better at this. I need to get better at this. And like, you know, most people look at you and they're like, what could you get better at? You know, but it's just, everybody has different levels, you know? Mm -hmm. And so a new person just needs to understand that that never stops. And they just need to get, you know, comfortable with the fact that it's going to be, you're not going to be great at it at the very beginning, unless you come from a weightlifting background or gymnastics background, but then you're still going to have things you have to work on. So true. So that's when I see new people in the gym, that's what I always try and like relate to them is like, you know, it's, it's, Hey, it's, you know, you're no one's, no one comes into the gym usually and is awesome at it right away. You just have to keep coming. So, so, and it's, I will say this too, like it's tough whenever you are in exceptionally good shape. Like uh, I would say even both of you guys, when you're trying to explain these things to somebody who's new, they ever, it's so commonplace for people who, um, who are new to fitness more or less will walk into somewhere and just completely undermine your hard work and think that you just came out of the womb looking jacked and like it just wasn't as hard for you as it was for them and so on and so forth and just completely undermine how hard you work. And like, I'm not like you. I don't just have muscles coming out of my ears. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, you have no idea the work that I put in. And so I want to talk a little bit about your balance because you're our mother of three. Yeah. You also have a full-time job with Hallmark. Is that correct? I actually... Talk um, us through that. I did. Um, my husband started traveling internationally about eight years ago. And um, so I took what I thought was a one-year... Sabbatical? <laughs> sabbatical and then had baby number three. 
And um, so Way to go, I'm Thatch. a full time mom, proud to be Way to go, a full time mom. Oh, you're good. You're good. I. It, it says here you're an executive at Hallmark. I was executive. I was okay, but I'm saying like the balance of it all. I was thinking like in terms of just um, we're like, oh, your job is to work out for a living, and it's like, no. oh, it's not. <laughs> I <laughs> wish. I can assure you that's not the case. My, my wife is a stay at home mom, and I have the utmost respect for stay at home moms. Now that having seen it in real life, it is, it is a full time job. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten to see both sides of it. So my older two, they're um, fifteen and sixteen. I worked all the way through, and was crossfitting. At a high level, right? Right, right. Um, traveling, I mean, all that. Yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah, traveling for work a lot. Um, and then I've also gotten to live it where I'm now, like, taking care of everything around the house. Well, not everything. My husband's fantastic. I shouldn't uh, downplay what he does. But yeah. I'm the, you know, I'm responsible for the house. I'm responsible for their sports schedules. Um, Gosh, that's tough. It's, oh, it, and my kids son. are like super hard workers. Yeah. I'm so proud of them. They work as hard as I do. I have a, my oldest, he trains in the morning before school. He trains after school and he has practice. So nice. what's our, what are his go-to sports? Um, so my oldest is a basketball player. A lot of time required there. My middle, who's a sophomore, is a soccer player. Um, these are the main sports that I'm listing. Obviously, they grew up playing all, multiple sports, but they're at that age now. You know, we're talking about a sophomore, junior who have aspirations of playing in college that now it's time. Like just this past year, they both kind of gave up their other sports and were focused fully or they're focused fully on their sports of choice. But those two train really, really hard. And so there's a lot there with me. That's cool. Do, to they, help do, them. do they do CrossFit with you? I no. Yeah, they do um, sport specific stuff. Really we do sport specific stuff now, but I am there. Um, I'm I, just laughing at I being a boy for and, them. and like <laughs> you just—I mean—to get absolutely crushed by your mom in a workout would just be a real ego crushing moment for I think all. I'd of have us. to do. Some, I'd be like, <laughs> I mean, like what would there's got to be a lift that I can focus on and beat her at. Yeah. <laughs> but They're really sweet. They—they—they yeah. they, they don't react. That they're very confident boys, and they. Yeah, they, they've, maybe they have and they haven't told me, but they don't typically react that way. And I can see them gunning to beat me. Sure. Because um, we do some like the echo bike together, yeah. um, things what's, like that. What's your uh, best? I, was it 20 I cal or 25 cal, Kyle? It would be like a number to, to ask her. No, I don't know. That's 50 top cal? Of my head. She would shoot 50 cals or where it like really starts to suck when you're doing sprints. I mean, but then yeah. again, like, uh, yeah, I mean, does the no bike ever likes, not? Yeah, no one ever hurt. likes it. I mean, bike, it's right? a dry heave. You know, you did well if you're dry heaving. That's how I. I shouldn't say that. I'm probably scaring people. Um, not always. You know, you're doing well if you're dry heaving. <laughs> you know, you yeah. killed it. Oh yeah. well, we. I have an echo bike at my house, and we had like a, a little get together at my house after our last. Uh, we had a uh, barbecue here for a grand opening. And uh, one of our managers, who will not be named, we, we had a contest to see who could do 25 calories the fastest on an echo bike. And uh, he might have thrown up that night, and uh, his name might be Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> who, was, who was the fastest that night, Carl? I think it was me. No. No, I beat you by two seconds. I don't think you beat me by two seconds. I think you did a different number than everybody else. I think everybody else did 20. You did. Our you did, you did 20 or Are we going to have to head 20. to the gym hey, when we're done here today hey, and settle listen, this? Listen, Kyle not, likes to give me shit on the podcast. Worth, Kyle likes to give me shit on the podcast. Not even worth, 
But that night, I did win the 20 Carrie, cal. I want to say this, and this is no shade at Jeff, but it is a little bit. There's not a single work, not a single thing Jeff can beat me at in the gym. Not a single one. Not a single one, he says. He might have me on bench now, though. I'd never bench anymore. He's, <laughs> What's he's, your bench? He's shrinking. I don't is know. Is it 365? I don't know if I can do that anymore. <laughs> I think you can. I think you can get out of 365. If I have to stare down you beating me in something, I might be able to will it out of myself. Man, I, I mean, dude, it's all possible. I've got the game plan for, the plan for you now. Yeah. Okay. Because he's, he's he thinks he has you. Well, he's that's okay. Like, Stay with him until the last minute. He's going to think he has you, and then you. Oh, yeah, this is the game plan. Yeah. Play, play me. That's how you beat. That's I'm how you beat you. that confidence. At our rogue bike, uh, <laughs> we decided to do the echo bike challenge here of 20 calories. And uh, all I was going to say is I wasn't dry heaving. I legitimately thought my heart was going to stop. <laughs> Jeff looked white. I was like, I need, like a, I need a white. minute. I like, I need a minute. I'm going to like go behind. Like no one will look at me for a while. And I was just like, I'm like getting in the car. My fiance and I get in the car. And um, it had been like a solid 20 minutes since I got done. And I was sweating profusely. My body was just like, what have you done? And it was 20 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. I think it was 18 seconds for 20 calories. And I was like, I mean, I mean, I was it sprinting, takes... but I was dying. Yeah. You remember when uh, in CrossFit, when like assault bikes started getting added into the gyms, it takes a while to get used to like how bad they can make you feel because <laughs> they can really like ruin your day. They, That's like one of sure. those things that can like totally ruin your day. So if anybody is listening and yeah. you haven't been on an echo bike or an assault bike, the issue is that you're using your arms and legs at the same time. You're rewarded by revving it as fast and as hard as you can to get through the calories because of how the formula works. Right. And so when you're doing that, there's, there's nowhere for the lactic acid to go. Yeah. And that's why when somebody pushes themselves super, super hard, they tend to not feel very well it's afterwards. Just, yeah. Throw up city after you push too hard. And it like, just to be clear, um, Kyle on his birthday, we did like this special workout for his birthday um, up at MC CrossFit. And mm-hmm. um, it involved some echo bike for me at least. And um, he's like, yeah, just do like, you know, he's like mentioned some random number of calories that I had to hit. And I remember like, all right. No, it was six it was six hundred meter run, so it was probably like meter, uh, sixty a calories. Run and bike? Sixty yeah, it was a no, calorie. no, no. He was he didn't want to run, so I was giving oh, him like a sub I see. for it. It was rowing specifically that my body mm-hmm. didn't like. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bike instead of row. And so anywho's as I'm doing this, I just remember thinking like I'll just leisurely be able to do this part. Move <laughs> the legs, move the arms, pump them both, you know. And I remember being like, oh, this is like five minutes longer than I anticipated. Because of the way it, you, yeah. you got to put but in the I, effort. I didn't know yeah. the formula where it's just like it multiplies out if you're really cranking. Mm-hmm. But if you're just like leisurely strolling around, but going back and forth and I wasn't going slow, right? Like I was just going at a normal pace. Yeah. It literally took me five times longer than I thought. You, I'll even sometimes I like cal- I rev like it and then calor- back off and then oh, yeah. rev it and back off That's because a good idea, yeah. it, it uh, I mean, it's not, I legit did 20 calories in 18 seconds. Right. But when mm-hmm. I was doing this, 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 like, uh, this workout I was in the middle of, I was just going back and forth, but I legitimately, I'm not kidding. When I say this four calories a minute. <laughs> that was my pace. I was you were going, four your RPMs cal- were like five. <laughs> yeah. I was just, I was going and I wasn't going slow. I was just going at a normal right, pace in my head. But it was four calories a oh, minute. Oh, my goodness. I was like five. I was like, oh, man, I'm really pushing it here. Five. <laughs> so I was there to, for a to, while. To, I mean, for me, if I drop below 15 calories a minute, I know that I am in the hurt locker in an actual yeah, workout. I'm literally dying yeah. at that point. The uh, So what's your favorite movement? Like if you had to say 
when you see it in a workout, you're like, that's me. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, strict handstand push-ups. Really? Oh, oh yeah, because that's more, a huge separator. And if it was like deficit strict handstand push-ups, I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> like, I'm so excited. The only thing I will say is that, you like, I still have to go, right? Yeah. Like, when you're good at something, it's almost like you get... Um, even more nervous because you know you should do so well at it right that you really have to your like, expectations for yourself yeah. have you go up. super high yeah. have you ever be, always been good at it because you mentioned that you weren't good at gymnastics in the <laughs> beginning i this is a really funny story so when i was pregnant i was looking for things i sh- could do and i you couldn't kip them yeah and so i know you're not technically supposed to go upside down when you're pregnant but i was very careful i promise listeners <laughs> i was very careful she wasn't all the way upside down just kind of upside <laughs> down <laughs> I was, yeah. but, um, I would do like a hundred handstand pushups for time at least once a week when I was pregnant. So it was like, no I was kidding. doing weighted strict handstand pushups. So for what was 40 you, weeks. <laughs> that's awesome. And ever since then it's been, it's been something that I've been pretty good at. So could you hang on to, to well, you're, you're a games athlete. So I'm guessing you probably were doing that in like 10 minutes or less. You're probably doing it in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's fast. Maybe to six do, and a half was my record back then. That's awesome. I don't know what it is now. I haven't tested it, but to, for everyone listening, if you could hang on to ten a minute of strict, you would probably be pretty, you know, top ten yeah. percent probably of people doing CrossFit. Yeah, a lot of people have problems with strict handstand pushups. Um, Holding the tension and doing it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm really careful. Um, handstand pushups are my thing. Like, don't again. bounce the head. Oh yeah. Off the ground. No. Be careful. <laughs> My gosh, I can't believe the amount of lingo you guys are getting into now. Don't bounce the head. That's a thing. People bounce uh, their head off the ground. People are like, yeah, people like to win. People That's are motivated by winning. And you just got to be careful. It's a, it's a, I mean, I, as a coach, it's something that you um, work with athletes and progress them before you allow them to even attempt one because you want them to stay safe. Sure. Yeah. You're in this spot now where you have to, you know, start considering 2024 and, and what your plan is there. Um, we're staying in the same age bracket, correct? I am. It gets harder every year, right? Uh-huh. Was this, would be this be the last year or would you have one more? I have two. Yeah. Have yeah. Two so two more years mm-hmm. left. Exciting. Um, what is the, th- what was your takeaway from this year as far as just what is going to be your, your best place, year? right? Yeah. I mean, you've gotten better and, and better. I felt good. You're not, and you're not, I mean, yeah, it's, it's when you look at the age group and who makes it typically it's like. Majority 45-year-olds, for example, in the 45 to 49. Um, not all, of course, but, you know, every year, really, you can see the aging process, right? Yeah. It matters. It matters. So, I mean, my goal is just to keep getting better. Obviously, I'm targeting um, when I turn 50 to... Um, try to dominate. Try to, yes. Mm-hmm. I want to dominate. I, I would say walking from away from the games this year was the first time that I thought, I'm not slowing down. I'm still getting better. Um, you truly belong. Yeah, I truly. Yeah. And so I do have a increased fervor to see what I can do. And I think before I would come back from the games, I'd be like, Oh, how much time can I take? I want to take off five months. I don't <laughs> want to turn that clock on again. Yeah. Um, and I just, I think I feel better. I think my mental state is a lot better. Um, and my belief in myself is higher than it's ever been. I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, what else could you hope for, right? Yeah. Like what, what more could you hope for than that? Mm-hmm. And, and so like, uh, yeah, you being the biggest believer in yourself is probably the longest journey you can be on. It is. And it's taken me a while to get to where I thought I could be a contender. Um, I still got a lot of work to do. Sure. Sure. A lot of work to do. Um, Where's that work going to be focused on? 
So as we age, um, technique becomes even more important. And so I look at areas where improved technique can make a material difference and why I get better at. So for me, what I'm working on right now is I came back and backed away from the Olympic lifting a little bit, super explosive, like power movements, right. But that can tear my body down. And so I'm following, um, bodybuilding. I hate to use that word bodybuilding, but essentially it means that I'm not lifting and I'm doing a lot of strength training. Um, I'm doing a lot of what we call monostructural. So that's a lot of running, um, echo bike, skier, and then a ton of gymnastics. I actually just um, found a gymnastics coach to focus on that and program gymnastics specifically for me. So, so less impact stuff, less loaded impact. That uh, is correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Olympic lifting does. It can, can uh, definitely beat you down. It you can. Know? And all those years of running, like I, my knees mm-hmm. are older than 47. Let's call it what it is. They are older than 47. So I do spend a lot of time doing prehab and being smart about that. But um, just doing that every day really tears me down. So, yeah. S- sorry. <laughs> I have my phone on. First time podcaster. Not, I feel I have my phone on. Do hey, not I disturb. I even turned mine off. I have mine on. Do not disturb. I don't know what's going on. You guys, uh, he's the guy who snoozes and versus stops. <laughs> no, I changed the, the time. I'm like, oh no, dude. Um, okay, so sorry to have broke that up. <laughs> no, um, man, broke my train of thought. You, so you were focused on. Oh, oh I was gonna ask. So they also they're talking about bringing it to California. Do you have any kind of like fears on like open ocean swims and stuff like that that they've put in in the past? Have you been focusing on the swimming at all? I uh, <laughs> swimming. Well, that anybody who knows me is laughing right now. Um, oh boy, I plow through the water, <laughs> but I've gotten a lot better. So my first year going to the games, I I was so scared. We had to swim. I think it was like three hundred meters, and I was like, okay, so it'll be life saving people in the water. Yeah, I did make it. It's really bad. Um, been doing it every year and gotten better and better and better. So, um, I'm okay. Comfortable in the water. I try to tell myself not like fear isn't something that I will allow myself to process. Does that sound weird? I don't do that. Um, I'm aware of what an open, um, ocean swim means over like an open lake swim and how different that will be. Um, so I will want to practice it or I'll have, um, somebody splash me in the face while I'm swimming, which is essentially kind of what it is. Like you're getting splashed in the face and having to deal with that. Having to deal. Yeah. You're just, you're not just swimming in the water. You're swimming alongside a bunch of other people at the same time. And it's a totally different effect. Totally different. Talk us through. You know, uh, you know, Toya that's a coach at, uh, MC Mm -hmm. and she went on, she went on, uh, a team, uh, games team two years ago mm-hmm. um she did water palooza and um she told me that the worst thing about it, open water swimming in the ocean is there's a current that like will take you and she's like it's really hard to like you got to keep looking up and look where you're swimming <clears> because <throat> the current will like push you off course and she showed me she's like hey, i swam quite a bit more than i needed to swim purely because i wasn't oh, swimming yeah. in swimming the, like well, a water palooza is actually in a bay yeah i've done water palooza it's yeah. in a bay so it's not that open ocean is going to be worse. worse than that yeah. <laughs> so whenever we go on vacation i make sure that part of my vacation because when you're on vacation i gotta take vacation yeah right mm-hmm. especially if you're with your balance family. but yeah. i do swim in the ocean whenever i go on vacation my husband's an amazing swimmer so he'll like <laughs> coach you through it a little bit he'll he'll tell you he's not my coach because he won't claim me but yeah, 
<laughs> yes. What? So does he do CrossFit? No. No. He's, he's no CrossFit he, guy. She mentioned how he might say he regretted showing her that. Yeah. You know. he, he, he thinks CrossFit's, yeah, he's proud. But he's a big golfer. Oh, nice. Um, he grew, I can get down He played that. basketball in college. He likes to play all the sports. And he will tell you that he has saw me give everything up because I'm so into CrossFit. We don't play sand volleyball anymore. I, you know, I, I don't do triathlons anymore. Well, I'll, I'm thinking about doing some, but only for CrossFit, right? Yeah. So he, he really enjoys that variety. And not very many CrossFitters keep a variety, especially doing it at the level I'm doing. CrossFit I in and of itself is the variety. It is the, oh, yeah, absolutely. But to be fair, that's yeah. probably the top of like any, you know, the top triathletes aren't doing, you know, a lot of other type things either, you. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just people that are at the top of what their, you know, what their specialty is. I agree. Yeah. As far as the, you know, the different um, events that you've done. So you mentioned Granite Games, which... I'm I'm not familiar if they've continued to grow Granite Games comparatively to how it used to be. Um, there's Wadapalooza, and then there's the CrossFit Games. Those would be the three I would say best Rogue. individual or the now oh, the Rogue. Rogue, but Rogue's that's big, only no. individuals, elite individuals. Yeah. It's yeah. Like an invitational, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, out of those, have you done all of them, um, or have you haven't done the Rogue? I haven't done Rogue. No. But you've done Wadapalooza, you've done Granite Games, and you've done. So with the production of these, who does the best job as far as like the programming, the way the event is put on, what runs the smoothest for you? Granite Games. Granite Games. Yeah. yeah. See, I was wondering if it was someone different because I've, I've been ho- told that by n- you know, numerous athletes. Mm-hmm. Like some people love Wadapalooza the best. Wadapalooza is fun because it's in Miami, right? Like it's a great atmosphere, says. huge crowds, the lights at night. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Um but Granite Games, as far as just how it's ran, uh, was my favorite. Has been my favorite. Yeah. Did they do the? Did you do the Wad on the Waves? The the cruise that they did from Wadapalooza. People all just got on this cruise ship right after Wadapalooza, and they were like tons and tons of people that just went oh, on a cruise wow. afterwards. No, that sounds like Wad a lot of waves. fun though. Yeah. I was really sad when I was down there competing that I couldn't have more fun. In my <laughs> <day>. <laughs> yeah. You gotta extend that trip a little bit. Yeah, I should have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, as far as vacations go, we saw that you went to the Super Bowl this year. Oh, my goodness. It was epic. I was there as well. Were you? Yeah. Do you think it was epic, too? I was. Yeah. I mean, I would say um, you can't forget your first one. Kyle and I got to go to the one in Miami, mm-hmm. um, you know, a few years back. And, um, you know, I'd never been to an event like that in my life. And so I would I try to tell everybody, like, if you even if you don't go to the game, just go to the city where the Super Bowl is. I agree. Because the NFL puts on a show unlike anything else you've ever mm-hmm. seen. I feel like there is no better um, presenter of a sport like the NFL does. I mean, like they're the, from the NFL, like um, like walkthrough thing they do as far as like, mm-hmm. the, you know, what I'm talking about the experience. Yeah. They honor their sport better, I think, than anybody else. Like you, they create mega fans. There's no reason, like there's a real reason why... NFL has taken over, I would say, for a long time as the most popular sport in the country. You know what I mean? Based on mm-hmm. how they present it. Because Major League Baseball, I feel like growing up, was just as big as the NFL. It was, yeah. And they've really, they really not fallen. done a very good job. I yeah. mean, since they're the trying hard way to come back, back, right? Yeah, they're trying so hard to come back. I mean, post-steroid era, right? It's mm-hmm. really difficult. And then they've changed up some rules this year. And they're, like, trying to make it fun and let the kids be kids again and stuff instead of like all the old timers being like, respect the game. Don't use any emotion, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, just weird. It's weird to see the, um, 
the NFL has always like changed with the times as it's need to. That is a good, I hadn't thought about it that way, but I mm-hmm. agree. The, the events before the Super Bowl even started were crazy, blew me away. I mean, they, it wasn't just that they were fun and it was like a cool party. It was, yes, how they presented it. Um, the, the, the setup even was phenomenal. The food was phenomenal. The bands were phenomenal. Yeah. Did you do like the on location stuff where you can like we get did. on the field? Yeah. Did you do it on the oh, field? Oh, no, 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 on the field. But the on location, like we, part of our tickets included one of those mm, pre parties. Pre parties and stuff. Yeah. It's like all you can eat and drink yes. and all that. Did you yes. make it count? Yeah. When you're drinking, Carrie, what do you drink? <laughs> were you like up there getting a skinny margarita or were you like, screw it? Give me I a don't beer. do sugar drinks. That doesn't make me feel good. Um, at an event like that, like I'm a beer girl. Um, not like a seltzer. I guess I was drinking seltzers. It's the first, mm, yeah, it was maybe the, fir- one of the first times I'd had a seltzer. I don't, have you had many since? Uh, I don't, I'm not a huge drinker, but no one would have guessed. In that's the our, off season, I don't really. You're telling me drinking's not good for high level performance? <laughs> I know, right? You see this whoop what? I have on? Yeah. Oh yeah, this your HRV goes yeah, My husband's probably like, take that whoop off. Yeah. Because whatever I drink, I can see it for days. I know. It's, when you I wear a whoop no and then you idea. drink, you're like, oh my God, this just <laughs> annihilates my HRV to the oh. point where it's like, don't train for like a week. I'm like, it does. Heck? It does. Yeah. It's astounding. Like, yeah. That was poison in your body. You didn't know. It is po- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also, it, it shows you just how bad your sleep is after you drink. It's, you know? And that's and you're what like, it Whoa. affects me. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. I used to be, a, it's, so it's either beer or bourbon. I'm a bourbon girl. What's yeah. your go-to bourbon? If you had to pick, um, whatever my husband is recommending to me at the time, like that. Woodford stuff like that. I'm yeah. not really like a super, you know. Yeah, but the Super Bowl, I mean, I'd be having some Woodford for sure. Oh, yeah, they yeah. were. They it's just over the top, isn't it? Did you see some celebs and stuff while you were there? You can't kind of miss them sometimes. Like we saw Alex Rodriguez just walk right by did us. Did you? Yeah, I mean, he was just yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think I, I did. Saw, but um, I... guys from Barstool, there was like you know Theo Vaughn sat in the same section as us. Um, yeah, just people everywhere. That's wow. so cool. I mean, if they don't cross, but I probably don't know. I don't, it, did you guys, <laughs> very possible. I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not yeah. as cool as you. I wasn't I was Dave Glass. I mean, I guess I knew around. who Alex was. I, I would have known who that was. Yeah. A-Rod was with, you know, somebody that looks like J-Lo, but wasn't J-Lo. <laughs> so weird how they do that. <laughs> the weird thing, the weird thing that, the weird thing that we, a replacement. Yeah, yeah. the weird thing that when we went to the Super Bowl, um, you get used to that, like people walking around in like jerseys that have nothing to do with the game. That and was so I weird, was right? Shocked too. <laughs> so many I was NFL like, Look fans. at all these. It's, like, yeah. at least we're something neutral. Yeah, yeah. Beca- yeah. but you, you should, you know, like Packers jersey. You're like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> but you know, a, a Super Bowl is like such a you know once in a lifetime like experience that you know people are like, I'm just gonna wear you know my favorite team's jersey and what you know whatnot. But when we went, we also were surrounded by people that. You know, you go to a Chiefs game, you're standing up the whole time and you're screaming the whole time. Yes. And you're and you go to the Super Bowl and nobody wants to do that. <laughs> Even weird. the Eagles yeah. fans, because yeah. we were surrounded by a lot of Eagles fans. I was oh, okay. surprised at how much calmer they were than us. Yeah. It's strange too, because if you were in like in the stadium, I mean people talked about this as far as like the telecast of watching it on TV, that like you could really hear the Eagles fans way more than the than the Chiefs fans. I'm like, well, it felt really 50-50 when you were there. Did you? Where I was at, it felt like there was a lot more Eagles fans. Overwhelming in your section. Yeah. Like in our section, it was all Chiefs fans. Oh, but just okay. like looking around the stadium, we were mm-hmm. kind of high up. And so you could like see the see just the colors, right, of everybody. And it was like, it felt 50-50, right? But if, I guess like any chair that was open is red. 
because it's a Cardinal Stadium, oh, right? And so it's yeah, like you could feel if anybody's up, like up, you know, getting a beer or whatever. It's like, well, that seat's red. Yes. yes. So yeah, it's kind of is. It was a unique experience for sure, and was also like seeing the field conditions, and everybody was blaming the field for slipping and everything, and. And it's like, eh, I mean, what was, what these was your athletes thought? are ready for stuff. Yeah. I, what was your thought on that flag? flag. So. Oh, the holding call. Yeah. It was deserved. Yeah. It was deserved. It was, but it was like one of those moments where I was like, oh, of course. Yeah, now we're going to have to hear about this. I, know, I agree. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah. even when you go back and watch it in slow-mo and people dissect oh, it. I mean, James Bradbury like, actually said. It was the said, right call. Yeah. Yeah. He, the guy Did that did not it make said, that call just because it's the yeah. Super Bowl? I mean. It's so sad. Mm. He goes, he goes, I, could, I mean, I held him, you know. I was just hoping I could get away with it, but I held him, you know. Because it was his only it. choice, right? And the, and the thing is like, uh, my fiance, she wasn't, you know, she's not like such a fan where she knows all the ramifications of every little thing. And I'm like, no, baby, like you don't understand. I was like, now the Super Bowl is tainted because everybody's going to be upset about this call. And it's like, what do you do? Because the real, the real thing that should have happened there was <laughs> that guy should have just covered, you know, our receiver better and, and not held him and not put the ref in the position to have to make that call is the truth of the matter is like he did hold him. So you got to call it. They're like, but they didn't call it all game. And I'm like, yeah. but it was, it was yeah. also a third down that was pivotal for us to get yeah. the third down. And so that's why the guy held him, which is why he got the flag. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we still hear about the 1985 Ooh. world series from Cardinals. <sighs> well, I'm a Cardinals fan. So you will. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he was safe. He was safe. I thought there was something off about you. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm it's, just kidding. It's okay. <laughs> if I sound like our team has won 11 world series championships, it's because we have. I'm not saying that anything negative. I'm just. You can have the Rams I'm back. Just stating you, facts. <laughs> just yeah. stating. You can't split up your teams like that. Well, we had the Arizona Cardinals first. You can't we split your teams them. like that. You either accept the Royals uh, as your new team or, you know, you get rid favorite, of the Cardinals. They are my favorite AL team. Yeah. Mm. I'm not. I didn't say anything negative about the Royals, did I? Are you one of those that, as long as they're a Missouri team? No, I'm actually one of those um, St. Louis Rams fans that lost his team. <laughs> And uh, got my nuts kicked in repeatedly. He literally was like a lost puppy. Because he's such devastated. an NFL fan. He's like, devastated. he's like, uh, he's like, dude, I don't know. I, I, like I just can't be a chief. I can't just, I can't just jump to the Chiefs. I got to. I got to really feel time. it. I need some time. And I was just like, man. Do you need therapy? I was with him. Because I've always been a big Chiefs fan. I'm like, dude, the Rams are gone. I was yeah. like, Chiefs, it's now you're you're on our team. You just come over to, to the so, to the Chiefs side. You everybody know? was saying yeah, this. Yeah, you're on the winning I'm like, side. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, it's not, it's not like that. I don't just like become a fan. Like, I have to bleed with the team a little bit and like <laughs> I get feel that, it. yeah. And so this really happened. We had just moved here. We don't know anybody it's our like first weekend basically living in Kansas city and we don't have our store open yet. Right. So him and I go to Westport. We hear about this bar ale house. Um, and if you go there during a chiefs game, it is the rowdiest thing I'd ever seen. And so it was during this game where, uh, Eric Berry, famous safety for the chiefs mm-hmm. takes it, takes a, I believe a two point conversion back house call for 98 yard touchdown the other, other direction. Right. And people were standing on the tables, screaming at the top of their lungs, like we just won the Super Bowl. And I was the only person in the whole bar who didn't even stand up. I didn't care. I was just like, this is so sad. I wish I could. I wish I could be a fan of a team again. But like my team left, and the owner middle fingered us on the way out. You were you were still like dealing with the heartbreak. Correct. It was like getting over. I was like, guys, like I was like, my ex still means something to me. I can't just like date a new girl. I'm sorry. You know, I was like the Rams suck, dude. They suck before they left. I'm like, who cares? But I (laughs) I was a fan. But you, and that's why I would tell people about the Royals. They would say, oh, have you, you just jumped on the Royals bandwagon when they were good. Um, 
they won that World totally, Series. Totally. And I was like, no, we, we, we were always going. Yeah. <laughs> we were, we had hope every season. Sometimes hope for only a month, but yeah. like I, we've been a Royals fan yeah. through Sometimes it all. Sometimes just spring training, you know. Well, <laughs> I know it's <laughs> it's been be, meager. Be my it. husband gets really excited about Royal season every year, and, and then like, it's always like, and then he'll know. be depressed. Yep, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic. Depressed every year, and I'm like, babe, when are you? Like, when are you? You gotta not, give us like get so attached and so excited that it might, you know, be the year again. Yeah, you gotta let he'll it never shake learn. out for He's like a ten years. Guy. And yeah. Then it, after like 10 years, then we'll kind of get something going. Yeah. Long story short, though, I did become a Chiefs fan after I watched them lose in the playoffs a couple times. We went to the games and watched them lose in the playoffs, and I was like, okay, I feel like I can – I've bled with the Chiefs fans enough. Yeah. I've watched them lose in really devastating fashion. I'm going to watch the draft. I'm gonna it was watch the, the Patriots game. I'm going to watch the Chiefs draft, who they draft, and I'm going to be I saw your eyes. I saw it in your eyes. I was like, oh. But those players became got- my players, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I watched the draft, and like those are my players. So I can be like, I'm rooting for these players that I watched become Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. My first year watching the draft, we did, we drafted Tyreek. Next year we draft, two years later, I think we draft Mahomes. I was like, all right. So I've been around for some good players getting yeah. drafted. You know what I mean? So... It's a good time to be in KC. It is. Because I was going to say, you know, I've been a a Kansas City fan my whole life. I grew up in Wichita, which is just means that you're a Kansas City fan, you know, and uh, like the Royals and the Chiefs were terrible basically my whole life up until we had like a little, you know, Schottenheimer. Yeah. You guys are the little losers. Like we we get to the playoffs, but when we get (laughs) Terry Green, you know, but yeah, we would get into the playoffs. The Chargers every year. And then it was just, they're like the, the Chargers nowadays for the last like 15 years were the Chiefs, I believe, in the 90s and the, yeah. and the early 2000s where it's like they have a good regular season. We had Priest Holmes. I was yeah. like, oh, here we oh, go. Good offense. You know? Priest Holmes. Always got a Jamal good offense. Charles, get to like, the playoffs. Maybe? Then get devastated. Yeah. I watched Andrew Luck come up, come back on you guys like 30 plus points. Uh, I mean, dude, it's been some devastating years for the Chiefs. But hey, we get 0-1 right now. See what happens. <laughs> rather lose that first game though now. And right. If we have Mahomes as a quarterback, I, oh, I'm not like super worried. If we have a, a random loss like that, but yeah, I don't he's, disagree. He's amazing. Did you guys watch the quarterbacks? <coughs> oh yeah, and oh. so good, cool, right? I just are you like every other female and just love Kirk Cousins now? You, yeah, that's what I say. Kurt's playing tonight. He's <laughs> playing tonight. You got money on him? Uh, no, I mean you no, didn't come out I, of that loving Kirk. I did. I got to know him and I liked him. I yeah. Who did you love the most coming out of that? Ma- oh, just Mahomes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's his athleticism and the way he trained that I would like geek out. Like totally. anytime his, what was the name of his trainer? I was like, who's that guy? Bobby What's he have him do? I mean, it was just, just, it's some of the things I've never, it's things I've never seen an athlete do before. Um, you want to hear something really cool? Yeah. So two weeks ago we had on Nick and Tyler, Nick and Tyler Disney, they're, um, their trainers at home field where Bobby Stroop was for the filming of all of that. Yeah. And so they were talking to us all about it. Um, and they have a test there where you can like test your joints and you can see how old all of your joints are. You mentioned your knees being older. Yeah. Than you should go there and do it. I'm saying like, we'll set it up. I would love to do we'll that. We'll set it up. We'll have you it's come out It's my x-rays that say my knees are old. When I get physically examined, they, yeah, they're now great. You're, now, now so you're now I'd like to know. 
I have had stem in my knees, so they've stopped. Oh, nice. I love it. There's, but they have all kinds of tests there, and that's what they were. I they were using all that. the different equipment there, mm-hmm. and um, they were talking about like you know, like when they were talking about Patrick's like head as like an owl. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. That was the coolest thing ever. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, his, his, his back eye, never moves. Yeah, like his, like his, he can move his contort his entire body, but his neck will stay in the exact yes. same spot. So like, amazing to so hear. Cool. It is so cool. Yeah. I would love to hear his trainer just speak. I totally. just would like completely geek out over it. Oh yeah. yeah. We'll send you his, his info. Um, he has a house here in Kansas city now, by the way, Bobby Stroop does, even oh, though wow. he's been training down in Texas. So I mean, can you imagine if he was able to just give one of us like a few things to do, how our athleticism would like shoot through the roof? He, he to me, he'd be like, dude, just, you know, <laughs> you shouldn't lift heavy so- weights anymore. Kyle. Sorry, bud. Just, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you don't move well. <laughs> please, please just pick up your kids only from here on out. What if there was some type of prehab you could do that would, yeah, I mean, he probably could do it. Do you remember when he, he shared that picture and it was uh, Mahomes' ankle with like a bulldog on yeah, it? Yeah, it was a bulldog with Mahomes' hair on it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was in his x-ray and he said like, I think I think Mahomes going to be He's just like, fine in his ankle. I think ankle. we're going to be okay. Yeah. And I was like, that's the most gangster thing a trainer yeah. has ever done ever. He's got, <laughs> he's got the dog in him. Yeah. So um, last last thing I got for you. I'm Very important question. Our last question. You mentioned the, uh, you being on. a purveyor of meats. <laughs> <laughs> that you love some protein. Purveyor I do. I'm a meats. carnivore. Yeah. With that being said, we live in a really popular town for barbecue. Mm-hmm. And you have, you obviously have been here a long time. So when people come to Kansas City, where do you take them for the best barbecue in Kansas City? And I have my hunch, but you can tell us. Okay, so it has to, it can't be somebody okay. who's and making it. Is that right? No, no, yeah. no. no, no. Be a person. It's got to be a restaurant. You're taking somebody a to a restaurant. You're not able to make KC barbecue with a friend. Wow. Is I mean, it? I love it. If, all. if your friend's so good at making barbecue, they'd open a restaurant. I already know. I, I have. I have a hunch too. Of what I'm gonna say? Mm-hmm. Where she's from? It makes yeah, all the difference. It makes all the difference. Yeah. Because I'm from in Green Valley. No, 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 no. It's where you live right now. Lee Summit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not Jack Stack. I mean, it's oh, good. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wow. No, I like the dirty barbecue. Off. Most of like the people that we have are dirty barbecue. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Dirty barbecue is also a new phrase for us. Oh, should dirty. I not call it dirty? Yeah. No, call it dirty. I mean, what's dirty barbecue? I imagine I dirty, I just, bar- dirty like a rust barbecue. Bucket, just a dive bar looking spot. You're yes, saying? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Are you talking about gates when they yell at you? <laughs> I do like gates. So I, like yeah. LCs. Gates. LCs is a little too. It's on the way to Arrowhead. Yeah, it is. It is. No, I I like a lot of different barbecue, and I don't think I could pick just one, but I would say that if I'm going to eat barbecue, it's probably not a nice sit-down restaurant. Like, It's like Porky's okay. out um, in Green Valley. Yeah. Um, I like, we like Oklahoma these. Joe's, of course. Yeah, all those, the but I'm salty saying french fries. The under-the-table yeah. spots right here? Like, this, is what it, we're, this is what we're here for. Porky's? Like, I've no never heard porkies. of this. Yeah. Jeff, did you know of a Porky's? I don't know. All I know is about the movie. Yeah, me too. Oh, I think it's like a volume of food because the volume is important to me too, which is probably why I don't pick Jack's stuff because when I order there, it's not enough food. Yeah. <laughs> is that bad? Not at all. It's, that's just I funny. am an eater and I like to bring food home. Yeah. I'm yeah. So Our you're clients, right. Jack's stack, if you that. get the, uh, the burn ins, it's always, it's kind of a, it's kind it's of not, a small Yeah. Portion. If it's not big enough for me, it's not, I'm an eater though. It's not scant portions. It's just like, it's a, I'm not taking this home. It's just, I'll finish my plate. Yeah. It is and really good. I won't good. feel uncomfortable when I'm done type of deal. I couldn't, I, I could not name a barbecue restaurant in Kansas city that I wouldn't eat at. 
Can you think of like another one besides Porky's that maybe is people, our listeners maybe haven't heard of that they should try? No, I cannot. Okay. Because my husband and my brother-in-law are insane barbecue. Can we put them to the test? Do oh, they, yeah. Do, do you can guys we, got a Traeger or uh, what are we, we talking about? Are we, we talking about like We have a, a Traeger, but... Uh, they got an actual... Smoke, yeah. No. So my brother-in-law, he actually has like the smoker and, you know, compete. It's made mm. out of a filing cabinet. So good. Something like that. Something so good. Crazy. I don't even know what... Yeah. You know, it's everybody that crazy. does a smoker has to have their own they, apparatus. This is the time of year to fire that bad boy oh, up, Oh, it too. is. And they do. It's so good. Um, no, my husband believes in like the whole Weber grill. Okay. Oh. Like, hey, absolutely uh, don't. So, uh, yeah. I got a Weber grill. Yeah. Well, Love that thing. Kyle and I are known for reviewing protein, snacks, and drinks. <laughs> um, you know, we'd love to review your brother-in-law and your husband's barbecue. I'm yeah. just saying. Okay. If you guys okay. Get, we'll bring you some up. If you guys do it for real, we would... We have an opinion on this. Correct opinion, some would say. Yeah. So what is what is your under the table dive bar barbecue? I've been I've been singing choice. its praises recently, and they're yeah. officially open for business. Wolfpack Barbecue. Where is this? It's in Columbus Park. It's near the near the city market okay. downtown. Okay, I'm we'll have to try it. They just, they just uh, opened. They went from a food truck to food pop up at like a brewery to their own brick and mortar restaurant. So they're yeah. on their way to their story, right? But they're only open Thursday through Sunday because they're trying to get staff everything but oh, like man so hard these days truly the best burn-in i've ever had best burn-in ever wow had. swear to god that's a bold statement i'm gonna I have agree. to give it a go i didn't want to look that I good i didn't want to like it as much as i did because yeah. i knew how it would sound i'm speaking in hyperbole but it's really the best i've ever had mine slaps but slaps is not really under the table have you had slaps have you had no it? You, okay this is a little known fact like i don't go out to eat very much my kids sports schedules are crazy yeah, right, right. like we don't yeah. well slaps is also the opposite side of the city from you yeah, is it where's it at right on the other side of the route like right that's on the tough. other side that's tough five minutes from downtown honestly so mm-hmm. if you take the time to be downtown it's worth trying maybe a little barbecue tour because the you can go to wolfpack too yeah same time. slaps is opening do you know about the bridge that they're doing downtown mm-hmm. where it's going to have like all the places to eat they're going to be one of the restaurants on oh, there that'll mm-hmm. be cool yeah we'll be down there can do yeah. that. rock island bridge extension I rock is that the official bridge. name look it up, look it yeah. up. that's where you get to see all the cool stuff they're doing because they're going to have like kayaking and there's like zip lining from it i mean i swear it's all I can't going wait. on kansas city is just a different place that's than it's been when fun. we grew up i got lucky i moved here at 2016 mm-hmm. and um you know we drafted Mahomes in 2017 so where did you move from? Uh, Springfield, Missouri, oh, where, Springfield. where we met. Yeah. Where we met. Uh, but from St. Charles, which is like Lee Summit yeah. of St. Louis yep. originally. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, where can our listeners find you, Carrie? And follow On you and wish media. you good luck in the next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give everybody your social media handle. Uh, ooh, I should know that off the top of my head. I think it's just at Carrie Rieger. Instagram. Well, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we should have spoken more on this, honestly. I think it, we're doing them a disservice. But CrossFit Lee Summit's been so instrumental, oh, wow. um, yeah. you know, in your own growth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for people who are inspired by this, you know, could they come, you know, to CrossFit Lee Summit and get a workout in pretty pretty easily? Is this something that they would need to, like, message beforehand? Can they just show up? Do you have any idea on that? Um, I would message beforehand just so they have a heads up that you'll be there. But, yeah, come in and give it a go. And my advice would be don't think you have to get in shape to go. Yeah, that is just walk in the door. Mm -hmm. Um, CrossFit's just a fancy name for a methodology of training. Um, There's other places out there that follow similar methodology. But what I like about CrossFit is the community um, and that you always have a coach working with you to keep you safe. And I will say, not saying any, you know, 
finding a good coach or a good trainer is just like anything else. There's good and bad, but yeah, I think we have some great coaches at CrossFit Lee Summit. There's a lot of other really good CrossFit um, boxes in the area. With Kansas City good scene coaches. is great, isn't it? Yeah, it is great. We've got some great athletes in Kansas City. I'm always astounded when I travel. And wow, like we've got some we've got some talent here. Very much so. Yeah. Carrie, we really appreciate your time. We yeah, have thank so you for much respect on. for you. We love you. We thank you so much for oh, taking the time to be here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This was fun. Mm-hmm. And thanks for listening to me uh, 12 years ago. Whenever we, uh, <laughs> I did. Can you can you believe that we I'm still on the length. same supplement? <laughs> right. Yeah, we talked at length, and uh, it was awesome. It was. All right. Thanks again. Yep. Appreciate you. Cool. Cool.